You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drink Up, the same drunk wrestling history, but with fewer calories. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Ah, uh, shit, the iPad's turned off. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. Well are done, you? dude. Way to do what? it on your own. Was that so hard? Yay, me. Yeah, you did great, dude. Uh, and this is yeah. Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. And special guest joining us, say hello to Carissa. Hi, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. Ooh. Oh. She came yeah. with a catchphrase. She also has the bottle of Jameson next to her. I Fuck did. yeah. She yeah. came prepared. She's a professional. She's not yeah. going to have to get up. She came <laughs> prepared with her own drinks and her own catchphrase. <laughs> and her own crazy straw into the bottle of Jameson. <laughs> Carissa, you're yeah. hired. I need one of those hats that like swirls around my face with like glasses and like stick that into the Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon would be joining us, but she's kicking somebody's ass in the front yard, right? Apparently, yeah. Something's going on in the front yard. Shannon is a much more responsible person than I do, and I have nothing going on. That's why I'm here. more responsible person than I do. Than I am. See? Yeah. yeah. She's Jameson's much more responsible working. than I am. I'm hiding upstairs behind a microphone while she handles shit in the front yard, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys, I'm pretty hammered. <laughs> Same Carissa. Cheers. <laughs> Shannon, all right. All right, since we are on a timeline or a time time limit, Adam, let's get into this. Uh, for this week's episode, we are taking it back to the year of our Lord 2007 at an event where our drunk wrestling historians were present for two out of three days. Uh, this episode, as Carissa described, a podcast that uh, can uh, rival a Firefest documentary. Which is why I'm here. This yeah. is my favorite shit. I love watching a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about Wrestle Fan Fest 2007 at the Cow Palace. The ultimate shit show. It has to be the w- most botched wrestling. I mean, as far as a wrestling convention goes, right? There's never been one that that, that was pulled off this poorly, right? No, or- and I love the correlation or the parallel to Firefest. Because it's exactly the same thing. The promoters had these grandiose ideas, right? And started selling tickets way ahead of when they should have. And they tried to make this thing happen. And at the end of the day, everything ultimately just fucking fell apart. Well, and that's like an exact parallel to Firefest. Like they kept running out of money and then they were trying to offer 
bigger packages or like mm-hmm. put some more like fun money on your wristband to yes. get more funds to try and finish this before it even started. It was Firefest before Firefest was cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the the wrestling version of Firefest. <laughs> yeah, it was Firefest without all the Instagram models. It was yeah. Firefest OG. So, okay, so yeah. you started out you started out by saying they had all these grandiose ideas, right? The promoter. Um so I'll, I'll jump ahead of my notes a bit and get started right into that. Um so most of the research I did on this was on a forum called Tap Talk. I don't even know if that's, it's still there, but I don't know if anybody uses it. I never heard of it till I started looking into this. Um, but the rest of it I got was from the Blue Meanie was part of this. And he wrote a blog afterward, like the week after the show. And then there was another guy that I'll get into who wrote a blog t- as well. But so the Blue Meanie actually copied and pasted the email he got from the promoter into his blog. So since you alluded to that, how big of a thing the promoter claimed it was going to be. Um, I'll read that. So what he wrote to the Blue Meanie, this was actually a Facebook message, or a MySpace message, MySpace. sorry. He wrote this Blue Meanie on MySpace. The event is scheduled to have over 40,000 fans. 40,000? 40,000. You're at talking like a- At the Cow Palace. Yeah, at the Cow Palace. Well, it would, it'd be over three days. Um, it's scheduled to have over 40,000 fans and we have major sponsors like Gatorade, BMW, Red nope, Bull, and a few others. Nope, nope. We have about a hundred or so wrestlers lined up for this event and around 150 vendors scheduled for space. We have sold 1400 tickets in two weeks for the event. I think if nothing else, you would like to attend. Our goal is to make this the most comprehensive weekend in wrestling entertainment, providing the fans a show like no other. Again, this would be a great opportunity to have you put into the limelight of a true national convention atmosphere. And for some reason, the national convention are capitalized. The only thing he left out of that amazing presentation was this will be the end of Lex Luger's in-ring career. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to get into that, but like. You guys, that, um, that was, that sounded exactly like some shit I heard on the Firefest stock, like the same <laughs> text the same like sponsors tickets you know like no have a luxury villa sold this many tickets the way that eddie read it like it's and it sounds exactly like something that you heard on that doc well the inflection was that way because i've studied billy no right (laughs) no but i mean the email was the same yeah it was exactly like that so that was the email he got of myspace message he got and that's what led him to be booked on it so to get into the background of it um so the cow palace is I don't know if people from other parts of the country are aware, but the Calabas is a super legendary. It's one of the most historical wrestling venues in the country. It would be comparable to the Sportatorium. Um, it would even be like, you could call it like the West Coast Madison Square Garden as far really? as wrestling yes. is concerned. Yeah. Great it would have been the yeah. account of events that it has seen. Yeah. It would have been the Olympic Auditorium <laughs> in LA. It, yeah. It would have been the Olympic Auditorium in LA and the Cow Palace in San Francisco, which it's actually in Daly City. It's not in the San Francisco city limits, um, even though they say it is. But that's it was that big of a deal on the West Coast. Um, and it was happening they, in our backyard, so we had to go. It was right there. It was, fuck, I can be at the Cow Palace in 25 minutes. Yep. Right, it was right there. Um, and yeah, it had all this history. They used to do the, the annual Battle Royal. Roy Shire ran the monthly shows there. Bruno wrestled Ray Stevens there and lost. You know, super Eddie Guerrero three years before this. Knocked Brock Lesnar. He beat Brock Lesnar at No Way Out. Um, And that was the last time WWE ever ran that place. The reason WWE doesn't run the place anymore is it's a goddamn dump. The place is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, we went there a couple years ago. I don't know if you've ever been there. 
No, she has. I, we went for that Cody dude, Rhodes match versus Joey Ryan in the right, cage. Right, First show. of all, I've been there through my entire childhood because that's where all the gun shows were. Oh, the gun right, show, right, right, right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carissa had to give us gun neon signs all over the fucking city. Yeah, but yeah. it's a... D- the place is a disaster. It's beat up. It's old. They've not put any money into it in years. And even at this point, they hadn't put money into it in probably 30 years. Yeah, you were being kind when you called it a dump. It's a piece of shit. A complete exactly. piece of shit. There you every, go. Every time something comes out, I go there, been. I'm it mad. Been since it's been bad. It's been bad, yeah. <laughs> they tried yeah. having, when the NHL had a lockout, they had the San Francisco Bulls. Mm-hmm. They lasted mm-hmm. one season. How they lasted a full season... Who the fuck knows? Don't forget the yeah. spiders, Adam. The San Francisco spiders. spiders. Well, I'm Sandus, sorry, what? The great Sandus Ogilinch actually played for the spiders. No, Wait, what, on what, sport, what sport is this? Roller hockey. Oh, God. Right? No, it's it's ice hockey, actually. Oh, I thought, was, I thought that was roller hockey. God, they, damn. All, they also had a roller hockey going team. Yes. Hard, okay. You're going old school. All right, all right, uh, 90s let's, let's, not, let's not get too carried away with the cowboys. Scott has to go cook dinner. Trying to find some highlights of the Cow Palace for what we're There's about very to go few, over. Adam. Aside from wrestling, like <laughs> Ray Stevens, oh, like Eddie well, mentioned. Oh, no. The biggest highlight of all time was the Who played there. Keith Moon fucking passed out in the middle of a song. They had to drag him off the stage, and they had a guy from the crowd come out and finish the set. Damn. Wow. Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can find a video on YouTube of Keith Moon passed out with his head on the snare drum. So that's the Cow Palace's live aid. <laughs> that's gotta like, be the that coolest a, thing that's ever happened you know, like, yeah keep Chris are yeah. coming in with all the music comparisons <laughs> yeah yeah um so the first mention of it that I could find on the internet when it first became advertised was um February 19th 2007 on taptalk.com on a form it was posted by a guest no name and all that was posted was the link to the website the link is dead now so you can't go on there and look at it um, but this website seemed to be a fucking party. What was going on over there? Oh, dude, everybody chimed in. Yeah. Um, so the info, the, like the most information you can find now is on taptalk.com on these threads. So if you want, if you guys want to look at it, um, just search tap talk, wrestle fan fest, and it'll take you to it. Um, the only information on the original post was the tickets go on sale July 1st. They did not even say a location. They didn't say a date or any talent other than they said former WWE and current TNA talent. So watching you describe this just on uh, the uh, show, um, just such a documentary. Like you're like a talking head right. describing it. There's oh. no information. It's, this is the orange square on yeah. Instagram for Firefest. Um, so... The following week, someone named Patrick Dan posts the first bit of information about it, but he also goofs on it at the same time. And then he gets accused of stealing someone's gimmick about goofing on post. And then the whole forum turns into just wrestling fans bickering at each other and talking shit to each other. Yeah, trolls fighting under the bridge. Trolls fighting and spelling everything wrong. <laughs> it was it was very internet I wrestling at this community. Form. This is the spelling peak was just grammar. disgusting. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it can't every, even. Every oh my god, every time a word ended with a Y and was a plural <laughs> instead of I E S, it was apostrophe S. And it was like <laughs> somehow a lot of those words came up on this fucking form. Uh, it was nine pages long, but a lot of those came up. It was just terrible. Like it seemed like nobody went to fucking school. So this event happened this. in October, and there were people talking shit about it in February. February, neither, neither of us before. had heard of it. We yep. weren't even aware of it at this point. I didn't know about it. So I'll be completely honest. Eddie, you and I were there all three days, two of the mm-hmm. three days together. 
Uh, I didn't know about this event until around May or June of 2007. Because okay. I would go on to WrestlingFigs.com because mm-hmm. they would always post updated autograph signings. I was big into getting my Jack's Classic Superstars figures signed. So I was always looking for events that might be happening around me. This right. happened to show up in their thread probably around May or June. I okay. immediately texted Jeff, my brother, and I was like, dude, check this shit out because WrestlingFigs.com posted it and they had a list of everybody that was going to be there. And it was literally, to go back to your point about what was posted in February about WWE and, a- um, not AEW, but TNA talent, it was like literally a who's who of past and present. Yeah, totally. So I hit up Jeff and I'm like, dude, you've got to check this shit out. We have to fucking go. Yeah. Um, so the initial list of talent that came out was like, I want to say March 3rd or so on the on the forum. Because um, they're basically promoting this through this forum. Um, here's a list. So this is about two weeks after they originally announced it. The Wild Samoans, Sensational Sherry, Captain Lou, Iron Sheik, The Maestro, Missy Hyatt, Melissa Coates, Bobby Heenan, Greg the Hammer, Jimmy Snuka, Ultimo Dragon, um... It says Shane Helmsley, but that's obviously Shane Helms. Yes. King Kong Bundy, Jake the Snake, Brutus Beefcake, Bruno San Martino, Rocky Johnson, Nikolai Volkov, DDP, and the Nasty Boys. Do you think the fact that they misspelled a wrestler's name was like a <laughs> hint? Red flag number one. Yeah. Right? Could be, yeah. Um, the but, Maestro but was... Dude, supp- I will say as a wrestling figure collector, mm-hmm. wanting to get my figures signed, this was like... Oh my God, I'm going to knock out so many of my collection right. with this one event. So I am immediately on board with this. As like a huge mark, I am immediately on board. I have oh, yeah. to go to this. Oh, my it's favorite part of the life. story is that every time I hear it, I forget that you guys were actually there. It sounds just like this mythic thing yes. that happened. Yes. But you guys were both effing there. Yeah, you know? totally. like, <laughs> it was right there. It was 25 minutes yeah, from our house. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so you've got your total like fig boner on. Oh, this oh, dude, I can't wait. Like, I'm going to meet everybody. And- <laughs> yes, I'm going to meet everybody. I'm going to get figures signed. This is amazing. Where do I sign up? How do I get tickets? Right, right. Um, the what mice- will I spend on those tickets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so they were going to do an in-ring, like, seminar, like, uh, you know, a training for like people who've never been in the ring before, you know, you get in the ring and the maestro is the guy who's going to do that, which of course, if you're going to learn to wrestle, you want to learn for the maestro. Wait, like people could just learn. Like I could go there and just get, you know, get like a little one-on-one session with the maestro, you know? Um, But you're paying for extra for this. Oh yeah. It was like a thousand dollars. Oh my God. So it was part of a specific package. Yeah. Um, So then so this is all taking place online. It's actually a really interesting thing because like this whole thing from February till October, everything took place online. There was no real new, you know what I mean? Nothing was happening. None of the wrestlers were talking about it really. You know, a couple did. My show confirmed he was going to be there, but for the most part, none of them. And a lot of them didn't have Facebook then because it's 2007. There was no Twitter yet. Um, so it's all going on on this forum and the whole fucking time. Everyone on this forum is like, this isn't happening. There's no way this guy's going to book this many wrestlers. Yeah, it's immediately getting fucking... shit on. They're like, we don't even know who this guy is. If you go to the website, nobody claims ownership of this fucking thing. Um, and then a guy called Michael Porter gets on there and he starts saying he's hopeful it's going to happen. And then they light him the fuck up because it's the internet. Fuck you, Michael Porter. Um, and he's like, 
oh, I've been involved with wrestling for years and like, I know this is going to work out and I understand like what it costs to bring all these people in and financially, yeah, maybe they won't make a huge profit, but they'll at least break even and it's going to totally work out. Everything's going to be fine. He's the one fucking guy on this forum who's who's pro WrestleFest. Everybody else is like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, so March third. Now we're Wait, like two who's weeks. Who's the guy organizing this? Nobody knows. Well, nobody yet. knows at this point. We don't point. know yet. Oh, because you're like, hi, guy that's organizing this. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there, there's no name on the website. So at this point, so people are also calling. It's not on the Cow Palace's website on the schedule. That's so pe- really a huge red flag. So people start calling the Cow Palace, and Cow right. Palace is like, no, we don't know anything about this. What do you? What? Huh? Oh, the Cow Palace like explicitly denied it. They're like, no, we don't know anything. Yeah. Red okay. flag number two. Well, I think yeah. the first one was the misspelled wrestler's the misspelled name. So I think we're yeah, actually on red Helmsley. flag number three. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep track. That's three. So then on March 3rd, so you're talking two weeks after the original posting, a poster comes on there and he claims to work for a company who sponsored the event and his company paid six figures to sponsor this event. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're totally legit. My company put six figures up to sponsor this and they would have never done that if it wasn't on the level. And... The people running this were involved with K1 and this big boxing tournament that's happening in San Francisco next week. So I'm positive it's legit. Like, who the fuck would spend six figures to sponsor this shit? You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is complete. For our first it's of its so time transparent. at the Cow Palace. The, the it, Cow Palace knows nothing about. The Cow Palace knows nothing yeah. about it. But it's, it's not, not worth... a match. It's just a signing. Well, no, they were going to have matches too. Oh, but not that matter. But they were like exhibition matches, right? But it's like nobody would spend $100,000 to sponsor this, to put their right. fucking banners up in the arena for, you know, however many people. Um, so it's like, it just couldn't be more transparent that it's someone who works for the thing is on their posting, you know? Right. Like, probably the guy who's putting the thing on is on there like, yeah. And he's like, several other companies put up six figures to promote, you know, to uh, sponsor this. It's totally legit. Don't worry about it, you guys. And then then a couple people looked into it and they were like, dude, the guys who put on K1 in this boxing tournament are not the same people at all. So it can't be the, you know, who's putting this on couldn't have put on both of those because two different people put that, you know, K1. So whoever posted that obviously was counting on nobody doing research. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's still no information at all. Like not even like an LLC. Which you guys didn't. No, we didn't know anything. You guys were like, "Fuck yeah, we're going." Yeah. Yeah. This is 2007, and I'm just following along with. Yeah, there's a signing happening at the Cow Palace in October. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm do want to preface this because it's hilarious looking back, but at the time, you guys were like, "Fuck yeah, we're this is gonna going. be fucking dope." Like, oh, this super is amazing. Legit. Yeah. yeah. Scott's like, "I'm gonna get on my." Created the side. illusion Ooh. properly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Fuck research. On, on my on yeah. MySpace, they're reaching out to your personal, uh, to you your know, personal communication space. That, yeah. The way that Eddie's telling it is perfect, but it also sounds so. You're of course gonna be like, this is so stupid, but that's not how it was at the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you both went. Yeah. Talk right. about hook, line, and sinker. They fucking. Yeah. Died. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. Um, so then Mike Porter comes on and he's confused about when the show even is. He's totally defending it. And he's like, I can't wait for July. And then it's not in July. It's in October. It's in October. Yeah. And then my favorite line from the entire forum comes as a response to that. And I forget, I think it was just guests because most of the people posting are just guests. And it says, and once again, Mike shows he either needs new glasses or to clean the spooge off them. Oh, yeah. 
It's just fucking. Yeah, way bam. to bring it, 2007. Yeah, right. I just thought that that was just so fucking. Oh yeah, spooge was a big like thing. Yeah, it still is. Is it spooge still a word? Hmm. Um. So then the company starts trying to sell tickets on their website now. Um, they said they were not going to go on sale till July, but this is the beginning of March, and they're like, put them on sale now. This is when I really started thinking Firefest because at Firefest is when they were like, oh, add money to your wristband that you can spend, and most people add around $10,000. So you might want to add $10,000 so you could just scan that at, at the beer stand oh, or whatever. plug, you should watch that doc. Not the Hulu one, the Netflix one. The Netflix one, one yeah. Um, so now they're trying to come up with money. They clearly have no money. They can't pay anybody. Like wrestlers are looking for advances and they're like, shit, we don't have any money. Let's start selling the tickets early through our website. Um, then they start claiming a couple indie companies from here are involved. And then people start calling those indie companies. Like the re- the internet is just like fucking them up. Yeah. Like um, I think they claimed BTW, PWG, AP- APW, yeah, APW, like all of the local promotions were involved in this thing. And they're all like. Uh, no, we know nothing about this. And, as, and and the Cow Palace is still not confirmed. Cow Palace doesn't know anything about okay. it. These indie companies don't know anything about it. And as that news hits this forum, those indie companies get taken off the website. Yeah. So to, to be clear, you were not on the forum at the time. Correct. You no, only I didn't were know. On it, the forum afterwards. So at the time, you were like, fuck yeah. This I is going to be I awesome. I was only on wrestlingfigs.com. Well, it's like the forum seemed to know what nothing. was up, but you were not even aware of any of this. This None is March. It. This is March. We didn't even know what was happening at this point. We're still a couple months from even finding out about this. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm okay. like May, June when I find out. And I immediately okay, buy I'm... my ticket, by the way, when I find sorry, out. Sorry, I was confused about you being involved in the timeline. Thank you very much for the clarification. Um, Yeah, so then then someone comes on the forum, the forum and they're like, oh, yeah, everything's a go. Uh, they they uh, they worked it out with the Cow Palace. They just have to sign the contract, and then that's done. And we got uh, BTW on board, and it was clearly the fucking promoter posting it. You know, it was just him. He keeps going on there as a guest and putting it over, and like, oh, it's totally happening. And every time you see it, you can just tell that's who it is. We now call those burner accounts, ladies and gentlemen. The burner yeah. accounts, yeah. <laughs> and then they add Michael Buffer to the lineup, which <laughs> Michael Buffer's going to cost more than fucking anyone. Yeah. You know, Michael Buffer was hundreds of thousands of dollars to show up to, to fucking announce a match. Yeah, and he's going to so, come to San Francisco for this event. Right. So he was an announcer. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. He's like the legendary. I think he might have been in Rocky Balboa. Um, he was like a ring announcer for boxing. He worked for yeah. WCW. They yes. paid him way too much. The he's super, ready he, to rumble. That guy. He's a Lexi oh, ready to rumble. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you so could have just said that. He that would have been so sad. He got paid stupid money every time he showed up. Um, cause he was just so, he was a star, you know, people yeah, would want to watch him just for him to um, put an ass in an airplane seat yeah, to the event. Yeah. That's money in his hundreds home. of thousands. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, thousands. he has the dream career, you know, you oh, write some sure. stupid song that everyone like just plays everywhere. Yes. You, you come up with the catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble. You exactly. Know? He went from being a model to a better career. <laughs> you know I mean? He was a model before that. Was he? Yeah, he was a model. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get a look at this guy. Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> he has he looks hair. good. 
Um, so then the thread goes dead at that point. So this is like late March, mid-March. And then another one, the next thread that pops up is September 20th, where Michael Porter shows back up. At this point, Scott, you and I have tickets. We're oh, weeks away from yet. the show. Yep. Oh, but you... are you on the thread? So do you know no. any of this drama? No, no I have we are... no idea. So in the timeline, you have tickets. However, you're not aware of any drama. You're just like, nothing. it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get all my yeah. shit signed. Okay, yes. now, exactly. do you remember what you paid for your ticket? Because you got the VIP it was one, right? Two hundred bucks, and that was the one where it's like an autograph from everyone, right? Like everything's prepaid. It was an prepaid. autograph from all because they had their guests separate into certain tiers. There were like vendor guests, and then there were like show guests, right? And like the show guests were like the big names, like your Goldberg and your Stone Cold Steve Austin and your right. Prime Time, and there were other names involved, and then there were like vendor Crime guests. Time. But I had Prime an autograph time. ticket. For everybody in their their show autograph list. Yeah, like the the regular people. Correct. The vendor the, guests uh, were they were there charging their own amount of money, like they made their own cash, whatever you got signed, they charged you for and you paid. But if you had a ticket, you could go to the show guest and they would sign or take a picture with you. The Dudley yeah. boys were part of it too. So yeah, that's the ticket I had. I want to say it was around two hundred bucks. Okay. okay. Um and I walked in with you. On Saturday, I went to the Friday night wrestling show, which I'll go. Wait, into are the, you jumping ahead? Or? Um, yeah, maybe jumping ahead. Eh, it's kind of hard to figure out how to. I feel like the last this. thing before you asked him that was you just had tickets. So did anything happen between you having tickets and going there? The only thing, the only notable thing was uh, Michael Porter went on the website. He posted that the Outsiders got added to the wrestling show mm-hmm. on sat on Friday night. Um. And this That's is like right. totally last mention, minute. Mention yeah, yeah, so it's it's just more of a clusterfuck. Like last minute you had the fucking outsiders, you know? Like that should have been the first fucking thing you advertise. Right. So when I bought my ticket, Hall and Nash were a part of that ticket. Were they? Oh, but they weren't on the sh- they weren't supposed to be wrestle they though, right? They were not wrestling. They were just going to show up to sign autographs. They were going to show up to sign autographs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um so now I'm going to get into more of Meanie's email because now we're going to get into what actually happened. Okay. Um, so Meanie got an email from a guy called Chris Salisbury. But the first red flag for him, we talked about the red flags for us and the fans. His was that Chris Salisbury's email address, you know how like, so if I email you, my name displays his drunk wrestling history. His email, his name displayed as Robert Kramer. Which Meanie was like, well, what's this is weird. What's going on here? Why why would Chris Salisbury's name show up as Robert Kramer? Right. That seems very odd. Chris, how um, many red flags is number four, I believe? I think five. And you know what? I should back up. <laughs> I I, I skipped like seven, five. maybe seven. You know what? I skipped I totally skipped a part now that I read his name. Um and let me back up. Sometime in March, someone looked into um and this is incredible because it was totally true because you can look at what happened in March with the guy posted and then what Meanie said in September. This guy looked up who owned the website, like who the domain was registered to. And it was registered to, I forget the chick's name, her first name, but it was a chick. Oh, it was Jazz. Okay. The website was registered to Jasmine Salisbury and Robert Kramer in Emeryville, which is right next to Oakland, right across the bridge from the cow house. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the domain was registered to Jasmine Salisbury and Robert Kramer. And the address for them was a PO box. So Robert Kramer popped up way back in March and nobody thought anything of it. This is when nobody knew who was behind this shit at all, but some internet sleuth tracked down Robert <laughs> Kramer. 
nine months later. Wait, why are we concerned about Robert Kramer? Because that's, that's the, the display name from the email sent to Blue Meanie. So oh, okay. Chris Salisbury Chris, is somehow Robert Kramer? Robert Kramer is claiming to be Chris Salisbury is what was happening. Or indirectly vice versa. But, but do we know we know who either of these people are in the wrestling community? No, Not nobody. All, I don't no. I don't know if anybody does. Okay, so they're just the like no name people. You're just like, oh, now this seems suspicious. This is Blue Meanie's main so the promoter, point of contact by this. No, but the point, the point is the promoter's using a fake name. Right. Or, con- He's contacting or the contractor under that's a fake uh, name. accommodating sure. Blue Meanie. Yeah, which like wrestling promoters have always been carny. Using a fake name is carny as fuck. Yeah, this you is next I mean? level carny. Yeah. It's not like he's using a kayfabe name. You know, it's not like he's he's uh, Chris Salisbury on TV. Right. He's pretending to be Chris Salisbury in emails to the guys he's trying to book. Yeah. Um, so Meanie basically confirms it was a total shit show. Um, he talks about his flight. They booked him on Southwest, which first of all. Don't oh, get, did he sit did he sit in the middle seat? I don't know where he and sat, he, but don't get me started on fucking Southwest. From the East Coast. <laughs> He's coming from Philadelphia. Oh no. They flew him from Philly through Raleigh and then through Nashville and then Fuck to Oakland. You. To Oakland. To Oakland. Yeah. Not even San Francisco where the event right. was happening. Five minutes. Yes. Hotel five minutes uh from the airport. Yeah, they flew yeah, him so, to Oakland. No, and this is Oakland in two thousand and seven. They didn't even have all that uh Connection to BART, you know, Nor or public transportation. Or, yeah, the, right. And there was no Uber, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so if you're not familiar with the Bay Area, Oakland and San Francisco are close together. They're only separated by a bridge, but airport to airport is a good half hour. Um, so they flew me into the wrong airport because it's cheaper to fly into Oakland, yeah, or it was back it was then. was half hour. Um, they send, so it's Meanie, Francine, Meanie's girlfriend, and Sam in. Four people show up. They send a Hummer that seats five with three people in it to pick them up. So they're squeezing eight people into a five-seater. In the trunk crammed with, with energy drinks. Yeah, the truck is yeah. full of energy drinks, so so they can't even put their luggage in there. So I imagine they're sitting with their luggage on their lap. And and I imagine every other word that uh, this team of three is saying is, bruh. <laughs> yeah. So Meany shows up to the convention Friday, and he's like, there was nobody there to tell us where to go. Nobody was running the shit. It was just disorganized. For whatever reason, they put him in a separate area away from the wrestlers. And of all people, he's sitting next to like a bunch of playmates and fucking Bud Bundy. Because he was a vendor guest. David Faustino. I know, but, but, but yeah, but like all the other wrestlers were vendor guests too, but they weren't in that room. Remember? Because remember well, when we no, were. All the wrestlers at some point became vendor guests once this thing broke down and the wrestlers realized we're not getting paid for this. They all became vendor guests. The vendor guests were the group that weren't being paid like a flat rate. Whatever they collected, they kept. Right, 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 Which right. Which was right. like, yes, to Adam's point, was Bud Bundy. And some playmates. And I want to say, like, Don Marie or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah. Been a few wrestlers. And that Don Marie. Do, do you remember how yes, funny it was? Do you remember Don how Marie. fucking funny it was when we were there and we heard that Bud Bundy was in the other room? You oh, guys, dude. he has a real name, as Adam pointed out. But um, to go back, so... <laughs> yeah, it's Bud. Bud. Um, Scott Bundy. pointed out something interesting that I did not know. Um, so there's a difference. So some people get a flat rate and then some people get just whatever they... You had your choice. Kept when you, okay. Yes. When you signed the contract, you either got paid to show up okay. or you got paid a, like a percentage deal was whatever you make, you keep. So that okay. separated you from a show guest to a vendor guest. And yeah, they had you separated. So when you walked into 
I don't even think Eddie that you and I were walking into the main entrance. We were walking in like a back door. The and back, the, but the back, then they yeah, the separated them <sighs> by that. They're like, "Oh, you're you're better because you made this deal." But everybody had that deal. Uh, you, you could you could basically, according to Meanie, you could make your choice of which way you wanted to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you walked right. in, and Eddie, I think we're going to change it from Steel Panther, the song we had picked out, <laughs> to Steel Panther going in the back door. So Steel Panther has now made the, the song for two straight shows. So when Eddie and I walked into the back door, the vendor guests were off to the left. Then there were a bunch of vendor tables, and the main show guests were off to the right-hand side at specified tables. Yeah. There was okay. a difference in how you got paid. Yeah, it was really bizarre. It was yeah. very strange. As, as, as a, I mean, I guess as a, as a talent, it makes sense. But as a fan, it was like, what? As a wrestling yeah, fan yeah. walking in, I'm expecting Playmates and Bud Bundy to be on one side. Well, that's, I guess, what I'm asking. I think right. that's what I'm asking. Like, why were they divided that way when it feels like no matter if everybody was offered this pay uh, options, then shouldn't it be divided by, yeah, like talent? And, and then it was. How you're, how you're paid, though, doesn't matter. But yeah, but they have a section where people are getting paid up front. And then yeah, they got a section where people Yeah, but you said that everybody are, got to choose. They do get to choose. Mm-hmm. So based on which direction you wanted to go, you were a vendor guest, which when you walked into the back door, you're off to the left-hand side. Or if you were a show guest being paid just an, uh, an appearance fee by the by Wrestle Fan Fest, you were off to the left-hand side or the right-hand side at a specific table. Yeah. So that's where like Sandman, Dudley Boy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg Everybody who showed up was off to the right that were basically show guests. Anybody you were going to walk up to and pay money for an autograph to was off to the left. So anybody off to the right, you had a ticket for. You had to have a show ticket. You walked up with a show ticket. You got an autograph or a picture or both, depending on which package you purchased. Yeah. And so you could have purchased a packet to get all of their autographs. But not the vendor guests. The vendor guests were entirely separate, not included with the show. So like Bud Bundy was like, fuck you. I don't need to be part of a group. Yeah, exactly. And the same with the I think Bud Bundy got put where he got put. You know what I mean? All right. All right. (laughs) So first off, well, the the point, the the the, the big, the, is, you guys, let, let me Adam interrupt really quickly, Adam. We spent eight minutes on who's sitting sitting where. Uh, to me, the big takeaway was that the meanie got to sit with Bud Bundy and Playmates. Well, right, but the meanie part, was the winner of the weekend. But the important part to separate too is after day one, yeah, this completely devolved into one humongous shit show. Day so one was nobody okay. Nobody cared whether you were a vendor guest or a show right. guest. Everybody started charging money no matter what if you walk up to their table. So in, in essence, on day two, everybody became a vendor guest. <laughs> exactly. Everybody Wait, started what? collecting Mimi money Mimi didn't seem to be complaining about it that much. It was more of like confusion about the layout. But I Because mean, he, he was a vendor guest, Adam. Yeah. yeah. He was getting mm-hmm. paid no matter what. He His was situation didn't really change. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But guys like Christian Cage, the Dudleys, uh, Ted DiBiase, the Sandman... All those guys were on the show deal, right? So they were getting money from the promoter to show up. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned those two, uh, Christian was there. We met him. I got a pic- I got an autograph from him. That was, was one of the. Fi- I got all those fucking free tickets, but I barely got any autographs because I didn't really care. Oh wait, care. I don't think you explicitly mentioned that. So, uh, Scott bought the like VIP thing, and yes. then what happened when that. you guys showed up? So oh. I got there Friday, and I was supposed <laughs> yep. to collect like a VIP lanyard thing that got me both a picture and an autograph from all of the show guests. Mm-hmm. I paid, I want to say around $200. Yeah. 
So I go up to the table to collect said pass. I get up to the table and the guy tells me, you don't have the right package to get the autographs and the pictures. Oh, I didn't even know this part. Yep. So you know me, I, I avoid confrontation. I'm not like one of those guys who loves thriving on fucking confrontation and arguments oh, and, and you shit. actually are the worst at that. Right. So I avoid it at all costs. But Mark me, on the other hand, is going to argue <laughs> with you if I've paid money for said product being autographs and pictures. And you're telling me that I can't read, which I will verbatim say he told me you're reading it backwards. I well, go, that's, it would explain. sound just not like English if it Please was backwards. Please explain to me how I'm reading this backwards and I'm not understanding what it says specifically right here. I had to argue with him to get my autograph tickets. If you were reading it backwards, it would sound like you were summoning the devil. Right, like an Ozzy Osbourne album. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in essence, he told me I couldn't read and both Jeff and I had to argue with him until he gave us the correct package. And I literally had to bring it up on my phone like, dude, this is what we bought. This is what it says. You're trying to fucking jit me here. That's not, first of all, you should not say jip. Um, second of all. Is that bad? Actually, that, yeah, that is true. Dude, yeah. Yeah, it's like gypsies. You know what I mean? It comes from gypsies. Not, gypsies is not cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, oh. I will remove Everybody that from my is vocabulary. learning something as well. Um, but that's actually not even what I was talking about. I was talking about when you and Eddie went there and um, Eddie got some free shit that you were super pissed about. Eddie got free shit? Yeah, I walked yeah. in and they just gave me a handful of fucking tickets. They were like, here you go. <laughs> I don't think I even paid. Dude, I don't think I even paid to get in. I think I was going to buy a ticket when I got there. You kept Scott's walking into the back door. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked, I, I walked up there and they were just like, oh, here you go. And they handed me like 80 fucking tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's right. You, I had forgotten you, about that. You were dude. super pissed about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I paid like 200 bucks for this shit. Right. No, I didn't even know about your drama with uh, getting your shit. Which was I Friday night, yes. Which was, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like more drama. Yeah. I had to argue with the guy to get the package I paid for. Yeah. No, I just knew. Eddie just keeps telling me the story that like he paid all this money and I just walked right in and he was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I was like chow at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> um, So Saturday morning is when shit really got crazy and the wrestlers kind of started to get wise to what was going on. Friday, they didn't really, you know, whatever. It's Friday. We'll, we'll deal with shit tomorrow. You know, let's go do our thing. Go back to the bar. Oh, and Lex Luger um, had a stroke on Friday. Luger had a stroke on Friday on the way there. What? So he yeah, never Luger- showed up. Or some, he had something fucking happen to him anyway, and he's well, he's been par- he's terrible. paralyzed. He's been paralyzed yeah, ever, ever since. since. Like this was the event that broke Lex Luger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that tracks. Yeah. Right. Um, so it wasn't Saturday morning. Dying. It was this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. fucking show. Yeah. Right. And if it wasn't the mo- the Chris stress Salisbury. and the money, it would have been the arena doing it. Right. So Saturday morning, all the wrestlers are in the hotel lobby. They stayed at the Sheraton uh, about five minutes from the airport. Um, they're all downstairs. They're waiting for Chris Salisbury's wife to get their money. Like Chris isn't there. Nobody knows where, where Chris is, but they get word that she's going to get the money. So she she's on her way. Then she gets pulled over. And then Francine told Meanie that she'd been waiting for three hours for her to show up with the money, which like... It's not like the banks are close by. Right. You know what I mean? She can find a bank within five fu- fucking minutes of that hotel. Um... And then she shows up and she runs straight to her room. 
Then some, you know, somebody finds out where a room is and they go up there. A bunch of wrestlers go up there with me and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to the cow palace. So it's like, I'm trying to put this together through a form and through Meanie and through Chris Porter. You know, it's kind of, there's not a lot out there. Not a, we're probably doing the most comprehensive review of this thing in existence, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Well, because we're coming from a fan perspective. And then but we're also have some insight available. But we're also yes. sort of, um, yeah, we're also sort of like... Um, Picking this source and putting it together with this source and that source, you know what I mean? Right. We're like uh, curating all the all the uh, information about it. Or Charlie, so Day, if you ever want to know about this, this is the place. Connect the dots and stuff, but you right. do have some insight. <laughs> yeah. So th at this point on Saturday, we're hearing all kinds of weird shit about who got paid and who didn't. Right. Um, Virgil's there and. He wants us to get an autograph and we're like, no, we'll come back when Ted's here. And he's like, Ted will be here soon. And we heard Ted wasn't coming. Yes. Guys and started we heard no showing at this point. Now we're really seeing the red flags. First yeah. Hand. Now shit's get, this is when shit's starting to get really weird. Also by yes. this point, um, you're also 24 hours removed from Hall and Nash canceling. Yes. Hall and Nash yeah, canceled. Right. Right. Then we, we start hearing, we're, we're talking to wrestlers. We're literally talking to wrestlers and hearing rumors from them. Yep. We hear that Piper threatened to kill the fucking promoter. Yep. Um, but he threw him in a fucking car and took him to the bank. <laughs> took him to the bank and forced him to get his money. Forced him to get his money, and then Piper showed up. So Piper obviously got paid. God bless um, you, Piper. Austin and Goldberg, from what we heard, were paid up front. Yes. So so they showed up. Um, and it was complete chaos. In the in the arena, it was complete chaos. Like nobody was running anything. You know, it was just like a disaster. And then, so the show runs its course. Nobody's been paid yet. It's starting to become clear that they might not get paid to the wrestlers. Dude, I asked um, Animal for an autograph on Saturday, and he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. Yeah, because I remember that. Because he was part of the show ticket. I right. walked. I had a show ticket for Animal. Like, I'm holding a ticket, and he looked at me like he wanted to kill me because I wasn't yeah. handing him, like, 30 bucks for an autograph. Right, right. At this, Yeah, exactly like you said. At this point, they're like, I'm going to work for cash. They're you know? working for cash, exactly. Yeah, Um so that night, then shit gets out of hand at the hotel because so that night they were supposed to have an MMA show. So they had all these like peripheral events around this. They had a Ring of Honor show. Wait, wasn't this a wrestling event? How are they going to have an MMA show? Because they're like turning it. They're trying to book as much shit as they can at the same time. So they is did this a still a mysterious promoter that nobody knows who it is. Well, they, all they know is it's Chris Salisbury and his wife was supposed to come back to the hotel with the money and she disappeared to her room. Um, so that night at the hotel. So the MMA guys are all pissed off. They're in the hotel bar trying to sort out, okay, the show got canceled. There were two stories about the official story why it got canceled is the athletic commission shut it down because the octagon was missing two beams. Well, how the fuck do you show up with two missing beams and have an octagon? The story everyone there was hearing was that they had only sold like 30 tickets. So it was shut down because of that, which obviously that's true. You know what I mean? You didn't misplace two beams for the, from the octagon. Right. Um, so all the MMA guys are back at the hotel bar, the Sheraton that night. Dog the Bounty Hunter's kid was supposed to be on that show. Leland. Leland, he's there. Um, Don Fry's fucking totally shit-faced. He starts defending the promoter. Shit gets out of hand. Leland fucking gets in a fight with Don Fry. Sucker punches um, him. Sucker punches him. No, that was the that was after. I mean, he took a swing at him. But Don Fry fucking drops his ass. I think he double-legged him, uh, took him down and pounded the shit out of him. And then, of all people, Warlord breaks up the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Warlord's a bad like, motherfucker, dude. He's so can you, imagine, can you imagine this? Like a UFC legend and a UFC rookie 
get into a fight and Warlord comes and break it up, breaks it up. He's got Don Fry up against the wall with his like form against his neck trying yeah. to stop him. And Don Fry, if you guys haven't seen, if you aren't familiar, you know, for people who aren't MMA fans, if you've never seen Don Fry, type, if you just type in Don Fry on YouTube, the one of the first things it'll bring up is him in that fight in Japan where those guys just punched the fuck out of each other. It was just like rapid fire punches like E-Honda versus E-Honda. <laughs> it, it was insane, dude. Um, so then now the cops come. They, the whole thing gets separated. The cops calm everything down. They leave. They end up in the hotel lobby, and that's when Don Fry gets sucker punched by Leland's Leland Dogs, um, or Leland Hunter, I guess would be his yeah, last Leland name. Leland Hunter, yes. Leland Hunter's bodyguard sucker punches Don Fry and knocks him the fuck out right there in the hotel lobby. No, it's Fucking like shady, dog, dog the Leland. Dog the Leland. Yes. And, yeah. and while this is going on, the MMA promoter runs out the back door. And this was on Michael Porter's blog, runs out the back door into a cab that was waiting for him with a briefcase with which they all assume was checks for them because he wasn't he wasn't going to pay anyone, even though they all came into town. It wasn't their fault. The show got shut down and he's like, fuck it, I'm not paying them. So that was the MMA shit show part of the fucking uh, weekend. (laughs) Yeah. And then at that point, and this is from uh, this is from Michael Porter's blog. At this point, so this is the middle of the night now. This is like 2 a.m. A guy named Chris Sanita shows up. He says he's an independent contractor. He doesn't work for the company because at this Wait, point so they. Wait, so is this Saturday? And it was supposed to be Saturday night. Sunday? Saturday night. But it was supposed to be through Sunday. Through Sunday. So um, this is Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. So Chris Sanita shows up at the bar like 1, 2 a.m. Um, he says he's an independent contractor who was working for the company that Chris Salisbury had created, which he probably didn't even create. He just gave it a name. Um, he says Salisbury's gone. Um, sorry, nobody's getting paid. Salisbury's checks have been bouncing everywhere. And he says that he, Chris, Chris says that he's been using his own credit cards to help them put it on the show. And he's put, he's got about 120,000 in debt on credit cards trying to get the show to happen. And he's like, sorry, but there's no money for anyone. Nobody's getting fucking paid. Yeah, nobody's getting paid. This is like great news, right? Right. Like that's exactly the news. A bunch of drunk MMA guys and wrestlers want to hear. Right. In the middle of the night when they have, when they're expected to be there tomorrow. Warlord's that like, was Fuck, probably not the, the best time to announce. That. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, the next Sunday kind of goes the same way as Saturday. If you oh, showed wait, up, the, there wasn't a murder that happened that night. Okay. So you're just going on to the next day. No, but who was the chick that we talked to Scott? Do you remember? It was some chick. I didn't know from like somewhere like from NWA or one of the territories. Do you remember Br- brunette? Oh, you knew who she me. was. You knew who she was because I didn't know who she was. She just started fucking randomly talking to us. Like we didn't talk to her because I didn't know who the fuck she was. You oh, knew did who you she get was. With her? No. Did you? No, I came back to your house and probably banged you. Um, Lucky. Oh, that we were together. At that yeah. Point. Okay. No, I don't um, remember who we talked to, dude. Okay, you told me who she was after because I didn't know who she was, but she was talking to us and she's like, "I don't even know how I'm getting home. I don't have a <laughs> ride. I don't have a fucking flight." Yeah, and that's kind of where Animal was. Well, how hot and, was she? Why didn't you invite her back? She wasn't that hot. Right. Um, I would have rather invited Animal back. She was from the NWA. I'm just saying. Oh. So we're talking. <laughs> yeah. She was at least like 20 years past her prime at this point. Right. 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 Mm. Yeah. yeah animal didn't know how I was getting home. Like they were all stranded in fucking Daly City. Yeah. It was crazy. So Sunday was like a Sunday was as much of a shit show as Saturday, but it was the end of their trip. And now they're all trying to figure out how to get home. And then she started telling us that someone was going to give her a ride to the airport. 
uh, like fans. I think, oh no, she was telling us someone else got a ride to the airport from fans, like the Bushwhackers or someone. Yeah, fans like, started giving car. rides home at this point. Ah, yeah, fans were giving wrestlers rides so to the airport. So you guys were there Saturday and Sunday. Correct. And I was there Friday night. Yeah, Saturday was for Christian Cage primarily. And yeah. Sunday was for Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was rumored the whole weekend to not be showing up. But he did. But he did because he, he was paid Piper up and Gold. he had his cash. He, Piper, and Goldberg were the three biggest stars, and they all showed up. Yeah. But did you get... No, finish your story, then I'll have asked my questions. Okay. Um, so, to get back to the forum, Michael Porter... Come, now Michael Porter's getting lit the fuck up by everybody, because they're like, I told you, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm going to write a... Uh, I'll write a blog. And he took about two weeks to write the blog. It, Turns out Michael Porter, because I was saying they were like mentioning that he claimed to be involved with wrestling. Michael Porter had been a referee and a ring announcer for WWE in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, he worked mostly the West Coast and like Western Canada, like, but he'd worked the whole country, but he worked for WWE for a while. So that was his involvement re with wrestling. So part of why he lived way up north, like by the Oregon border. Part of why he went was because he knew a bunch of those old guys. He wanted to come see him. Like he specifically mentioned his blog, Virgil. Like I hadn't seen Virgil in years and it was great seeing him. And he remembered me and blah, 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 blah. And um, he was, so he admitted at that point, And as far as I know, this is the first time he admitted he was on the forums putting this over because he was told by the promoter, if he got it over, he would get the thousand dollar pass for free. Shit. So he wasn't working for them, but he was unofficially working for him. You know what I mean? And he didn't really do anything wrong. He really got fucked over too. Um, you know, I felt bad for him, but, um, yeah, so he was just like another victim of this whole fucking thing. But it was like crazy, like a former WWE referee got roped into this shit and totally dragged into it. And it was just one big, dis you know, another part of this big fucking disaster. Dude, it it's insane the magnitude of how badly this was fucked up. But mm -hmm. I will say a, a majority of the autographs I wanted based on the names that were released, I got. Uh -huh. so who, who did you get? Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, well, that was actually... Let me lead into my question first because I feel like this will answer it as well. Um, both of you, but um, how did you feel as a... You know, like, we got the whole story, but as a person attending, especially with the expectations that you had, Scott, like, how did you feel? Did you see the chaos? Like, did you, like what happened? No, the chaos was all behind the scenes. Like, showing no, up... No, no, the chaos... The chaos was right there. You couldn't fucking miss it. As soon as I walked in, it was handed a handful of fucking tickets. You know, well, it didn't right. pay to get in. You right, got red tickets, flags, not visual chaos. <laughs> the tickets that I had as uh, somebody who purchased one of the packages, mm -hmm. I got a majority of the autographs that I wanted going in. Okay. So ultimately I walked away and I was like, yeah, that was a shit show. I feel bad for the fans that showed up and expected something else. But as somebody who bought a package... I got a majority of the names I wanted, so I walked away happy. I so was you like, were pissed that Eddie got the same thing for, for free. No, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't care. He was driving he was, anyway. No, you were, but you got over it. Yeah, because you drove, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah, because your car was new at the time, so you were going through the fast track lane, not worrying about a ticket. That's true, yeah. I didn't oh, have that real was, plates yeah, on it right after you bought that new car. The Caliber, yeah, I had a 2007 Caliber, caliber yeah. yeah. I didn't. I wasn't paying bridge tolls because what are they going to do? Give me a ticket with my yeah. no license plate? Y you had yeah. no plates on there. That yeah. was before they did the new plates before you leave yes. the lot now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think Eddie sparked that. So, yeah, yeah, me walking away, I had no issue 
as a fan, I had no issue. But now that I've gone back and looked, like, the wrestlers got fucked big time, dude. Well, I feel oh, like wait. Eddie felt differently. Maybe you you said you feel that you felt the clusterfuck as it was going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was completely aware of it. It was just as soon as you walked in, you're like, oh, this is a disaster. Like, this is disorganized. Nobody's in fucking charge. Nobody knows what's going on. You know, you could just tell right away. And then you start hearing things. And like I said, you're like over there with wrestlers getting gossip, which shouldn't be happening. You right. know what I mean? Like, but it's and, like and hearing wrestlers, awesome. com- like wrestlers are complaining to us. You know? Oh, that's the best day. I, God, I should have gone. You should have gone. Yeah. Um, so Scott, maybe you, you would have brought that check home. You didn't feel that it was a clusterfuck or you felt that, but you didn't give a fuck because you got all the autographs you want. That was it. I knew it was a clusterfuck. Okay. Because, yeah, like Eddie said, the wrestlers are literally gossiping in front of you. Animal almost wanted to kill me for asking for an autograph because he was super frustrated with what was going on. But at the end of the day, I feel like I mostly got what I paid for. Like Stone Cold's autograph alone paid for my ticket. Sure. So Uh, I walked away and I was like, I'm good, dude. Well, and that's what you were there for. That what I you know Exactly. Eddie was there for a different reason. And so, like, I think he has he does have a different well, uh, yeah. for me, for me, it was a successful weekend because I got an autograph from Slick, who signed it to Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he put it. It doesn't get better. Well, than also, that. apparently, was... you guys got a bunch of drama from the wrestlers. Just like that's all. I would pay extra for that. And we saw Sandman <laughs> completely fucking shit faced. There you go. Hammered at his table. He's like talking to himself over in the fucking corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he was I've, he was as drunk as anyone I've ever fucking seen, dude. He, you would have thought he just came from Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I was like, man, he's living the gimmick, brother. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, before we close. Well, no, oh, hold go on, ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, from yeah, from Mardi Gras, that means he's hung over for s- six months. <laughs> Not the Sandman. Not the Sandman. No, Sandman recovers quick, dude. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I want to bring. There's a reason he does our intro, dude. All right, I want to bring this up from earlier, and this just started bugging me. Yeah, Adam was trying to say something earlier, but yeah, why David Faustino was there, and I was able to figure out he's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, he's from Married with Children, but yeah, okay, there are four non-wrestler guests there. He being one of them. Two models and one of the other guys was in the Rocky movies. I'm just trying to figure what, like, who? Oh, uh, oh, he assumed you knew because you bitches were there. Yeah, who was from the Rocky movie? Because we didn't. I got it it coming up. Tony was the Spider Rico. Who? Tony Burton. Who did he play? Let me. Tony Burton. Tony Burton's the fucking uh, Apollo's fucking trainer, dude. Oh, shit. Shit. I would have totally gone over there if I knew that. But we stayed away from the vendor guest because that was like cash up front. We stayed away because I didn't know fucking Tony Burton was there. And you also got free tickets. And okay. I also got free tickets. All right. Uh, now I'm mad again. So, Fuck. So me I was, too. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to see. Like, I was never mad. Now I am. I was just trying to see why David Faustino was there. Do you have any uh, reasons why he was there? What am I, his fucking agent? No, I think he just was one of those what? guys that does any kind of mediocre signing. Because he wasn't busy working. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I up. think that's I think that's his life now. Okay, um, because it's, it's because his TV schedule allowed. Okay, I. <laughs> Except they're like you guys. They're planning on doing a new cartoon version of, um. Married with Children, and every original person is signed on for it. 
That's awesome. Wow. That, that's that's sweet. That's what I read. And okay. don't get it twisted. We're not disparaging I'm, I'm, the name of Grandmaster I'm, B. I'm finally going to jerk off to a cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I asked that, kind of important, it dawned on me that I, and I remembered this, what, 15 minutes ago? Uh, there's an episode of Married with Children where uh, he wrestled King Kong Bundy. Yes. Which the Bundys were named after King Kong Bundy. No, per, per, really? per the, Yeah, per yeah. the writers, yeah. I, I, yeah. I forget what? what I forget what season it was. I should have looked that I, up. I need more information. Uh, all right. Bud Bundy dresses up as the Bumblebee in an event <laughs> called Wrestlepalooza. Not that Wrestlepalooza, but... Uh, but yeah, he takes on <laughs> King Kong Bundy, gets it, gets his ass kicked, and I remember all of the wives of No Ma'am suddenly got horned up for their husbands. <laughs> it was when King Kong Bundy yeah. delivered his dick to the face of Bud Bundy. Yeah, right. Here we go. Season with his 10, dick, like episode did 7 of Married with Children, Flight well, but- of the Bumblebee. Bud Bunny is the size of Little Beaver. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, like, what's his connection to this? He actually has a wrestling connection. There you go. There it is. All right. Um, so before we close this out, Scott, I know you got to go because um, it's very late. It's uh, eight o'clock, and you're almost fifty. Um, I want to. I just want to read the card for the Friday night show because it was actually really cool. I don't know if any. Of, I don't remember if any of the matches were very good. Probably the opener was. Um, but probably most of them were just what you expect. Now you but attended it was, this. I did not. I saw this. Yeah. And it was just really cool to see all these people on one show. So, um, so in the curtain jerker, you've got blue Meanie and Al snow who defeated Luke Hawks and Alcatraz, which is spelled with two Z's, just like the band, um, featuring Ingve Malmstein. You've got uh, match two, the powers of pain defeated Kamala and the one man gang, which that had to be a fucking barn burner. <laughs> Um, you've got, uh, a six man tag match after that with vampire warrior, black Pearl and Rikishi. They defeated Vic Grimes, gangsta X and Orlando Jordan, which vampire warrior and black Pearl and Rikishi is kind of a cool team because those guys trained black Pearl. Right. And, and, uh, black Pearl is somehow related to Rikishi. I want to say a nephew. He's also, uh, second cousins of my friend Leonard. I think a portion of that family also set up tables around Stone Cold on Sunday. Uh-huh. And just were charging people for autographs when they walked up. Okay. Because nobody to, was going to stop them at this point. Um, to be fair, isn't every Simone wrestling rest, uh, related to Le- your Leonard. friend Leonard? Yeah, they're all related. Yeah, they're all uh, related. Then you have a Night of the Indies Battle Royal, which was like a nice touch being at the Cow Palace because the Cow Palace, like I said earlier, was famous for the yearly ba- uh, Battle Royal. You had... Shannon Rich, who won, and the other participants were Chavo Guerrero Sr., Rock Riddle, J.D. Michaels, T-Rent, D-Unit, which sounds very vaguely, uh, very phallic, yeah, uh, Alexis D- Derevko, Hellfire, Jason Vega, Maynard Skinnerd, Sir Samurai, Mr. Frost, <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. Oh, wow. Virgil Flynn, Mike Hayashi, Sexy Chino, Robbie Gilmore, and the Ghetto Heisman ba- Bad Blood, and others. That was the night of Indy's Battle Royal because nothing says Indy like Chavo Guerrero Sr. And Matt Riddle's dad. And Matt Riddle's dad. Um, and the match I remember the most, actually, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake defeated Coco Beware and Steve Williams. Then you had Ultimo Dragon defeated Billy Kidman. And if I remember right, the original match was supposed to be Ultimo Dragon versus... Um, Lex Luger. Was it Luger? 
Uh, Luger had a match on that show. I know because I of his condition, it got canceled. I think it was Ultimo Dragon and um, Kabuki. Oh, okay. I think it was. The, I, it was. It was. I think. I think that's who it was. Um, or no, I'm sorry. It was Ultimo Dragon and Muda. Instead, it was Muda defeated the Sandman and Steve Carino in a triple threat. And okay. then you had two dark matches, and that's kind of interesting because probably the best match of the night would have been the first dark match. The only reason I can think of why this match went on first was because Bubba wanted to hit the bar. The Steiner Brothers versus Team 3D. Oh, shit. That jerked the fucking curtain. The next match, uh, dark match, was Gail Kim versus Tracy Books and cheerleader Melissa. And the last one, which is the fifth match, so for some reason it was a dark match, because this was on DVD. Abyss and Shark Boy defeated Lance Hoyt and French Stallion. So there were some fucking, there were some stars on this. You know what I mean? There was, I mean, there are a few Hall of Famers. Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake are in the Hall of Fame. Coco's sure. in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, Steve Williams probably will be. I would think Sandman. Oh, the th- uh, the the Dudleys, the Steiners. So you got a lot of Hall of Famers in here. Powers of Pain, too. Powers of Pain. I don't know if they're getting the Hall of Fame. Um, but Gail Kim should. Gang and you know? fucking slick. Oh, Rikishi. Rikishi's not. Yeah, Riki- yeah, Kamala should be in. Rikishi is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So you got a lot, bunch of WWE Hall of Famers. Like, there's some big names on the show. Yeah, for sure. So that was the Friday night show. And I think that wraps up our uh, episode about the clusterfuck known as WrestleFanFest 2007. And we will not be doing a follow-up to this because there was no WrestleFest fan, WrestleFanFest 2008. Well, it sounds like we might be doing an entire documentary mini about it so. i would love to to be seen on netflix at some point yeah 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 in indie produced we'll see where it goes this is going to be uh the be- the noise in the background when you netflix and chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh that takes care of our episode what did you god damn it with that what sound. the fuck was that sorry <laughs> That takes care of our coverage of uh, Russell FanFest 2007. What do you all think of what Eddie and Scott endured on uh, this particular weekend? And uh, what do you think of our coverage of it? Please let us know on our social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, review and rate our show so that we keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. Please buy some fucking shirts. Buy a fucking shirt. More than that would be sold at WrestleFanFest. Uh, be much appreciated. And uh, the funds will be spent and spread properly instead of a, a chaos of fees and running into hotel rooms. and We will spread them. And yes. heisty <laughs> shit like that. We'll spread them on hookers. <laughs> On behalf of Shannon, who uh, kicked Chris Salisbury's ass, and Scott and Eddie and Carissa, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three, RIP Chris Salisbury, a.k.a. Robert Kramer. (laughs) Cow Palace is shit. Fuck you, Robert Kramer.
down if I dip my nuts in your chocolate?